I remember running home from school, turning on the TV to the Cubs game, sitting with my dad to watch his heroes. Welcome to the World Series Dreaming, Chicago Cubs Dreamcast. Not affiliated with the actual Chicago Cubs, but just a bunch of guys who love the local nine and enjoy talking baseball. And of course, the 2016 World Series champion, Chicago Cubs. How you guys doing? It's been a while. This is Anna Cantuli, and with me as always is my guy, Rice Cube. How are you, as everybody doing? Uh, we we actually just uh, finished watching the game. This is the first time in a while that I've been able to watch a televised game, so that's nice. Oh, it was a beautiful game. A nice 10-3 to stopping of the Indians. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Hayward started to hit. Schwarber's knocking balls out of the park. Rizzo actually got two hits in the game for the first time this season, I think. And Hap's looking like he's hitting. Yeah. Pretty much they're running on all cylinders offensively today. I did like that, and uh, it was kind of funny because, you know, it was raining in Cleveland. It was on a Tuesday. Tomorrow's game is a Wednesday. Oh, it's wonderful. And we kind of remember what happened the last time because we're in Cleveland, so that was fun. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it and throw to Rizzo. It's in time, and the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it was kind of crappy, too. Like, two games were postponed tonight. Like, uh, I, I think the Baltimore game was postponed. I got to check the the schedule. I know the Pirates game was just postponed. So, yeah, both the Pittsburgh game and the Baltimore game were postponed because of rain. And, yeah, it's just not been a very good month for baseball. Like, our high school had, like, four or five games postponed because – it was snowing or it was super cold or it was raining and mm-hmm. you know and one of them like when the weather was nice our bus broke down so we couldn't even play and that was just oh, so dude, terrible that sucks yeah so the weather was bad you know buses are bad but mostly the weather but and nice. it comes up had like five games postponed already this yeah, it's either four or five it, it it's been a, a bunch and uh there was a uh, one or two what one game was made up like the day after, and then three games are ma- going to be made up when hopefully the weather's a little nicer. But, yeah, you know, but still, that's going to wreak havoc on later later season. Yeah, like uh, today was beautiful, so we got to go out and run around a little bit. We got a game tomorrow. It's supposed to be a little cooler, maybe I don't know, but uh, it, I, I heard it was supposed to rain in Cleveland again uh, on Wednesday, so that kind of <laughs> sucks. Yeah, it does. But, you know, but anytime the Cubs are playing in Cleveland and it rains, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I kind of have been on the record as saying that 2016 bought me 10 years of joy. So I think uh, I think I'll be okay for a while no matter what happens this season. But I, I, yeah. feel, like, I feel like they can definitely contend. I mean, what is it? Like uh, they were like 500 ish for most of the season up to to this point and then today yeah. they finally got themselves a winning streak yeah for the first time all season they don't have one of three records yeah. they're either up until tonight they're either one below 500 500 or one above 500 yeah. and now they're actually two games 
above 500. Yeah. How about that? We're hoping to end the season like at least 20 games above 500 for sure. That would be nice. Definitely. Yeah. That would at least get them in the wild card, but I I feel like this team can still win the division. Oh, easy. Milwaukee needs some starting pitching, so what they have going on isn't really going to last. And St. Louis... I don't. I think they're just playing with smoke and mirrors this season, so they're not going to last in first place either. Yeah. So, I still am very confident that the Cubs are going to win the division. Yeah. And I'm still banking on them making their fourth straight an LCS. Yeah. Usually we we have a plan for this podcast, but it's been such a while. We like in talking about terrible weather. We got get the disjointed and. Life kind of gets in the way too, you know. But uh, yeah, but I, I Life, guess recovery, all that other shit. Yeah, I, I guess we'll do the shoot the breeze kind of plan. So that is, in fact, some kind of plan. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Hmm. Yes, it is. Sometimes it's the best plan. All right. So you uh, don't have to stick to any format. Yeah. So we we saw Ian Happ uh, hit a home run on the very first pitch of the season. I don't recall the last time that happened in a season, but that was really, really cool. And then he started striking out on like 40% of his at-bats, and it was ridiculous. 40? He had like at least 80. No, it only seemed that way, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the number is at 40% or below. He he basically struck out, you know, in a, at least a third of his at-bats, and like – Tonight was good, you know, because he went three for four. He was putting barrel on ball. You could still see where he was just missing some really meaty pitches, and he did strike mm-hmm. out once, which you kind of expect with he and Hap these days. But it was uh, still yeah. really nice to see that he he was able to get, you know, those hits, and everybody in the lineup got a hit. Uh, so that that was really cool, like to see that everybody was picking each other up and. Yeah. I mean, the offense is actually working well tonight. And hopefully it carries over to to, to tomorrow. Yeah. Because lately this season, it's feast or famine. Yeah, because they, they yeah. score like eight runs a game every time they win, but then when it's uh, when they lose, it's like two or less. Like two. Yeah. yeah, but I'm really happy with the lineup that Joe has working right now. Looks like we finally have a leadoff hitter in Albert Amora. And Javi Baez, my God, he's making a case for MVP. Dude's on straight fire. Yeah. Like, he still has some bad habits, but, you know, he, he can put the barrel on the ball. He's got a bunch of bit, just, you know, fistfuls of extra base hits over the past week or so. And mm-hmm. uh, this is with, uh, you know, Ben Zobrist out with his little back thing, uh, with Rizzo being slowed by his own back injury and also just having a slow start. And now Chris Bryant's out because some idiot decided to hit him with a pitch. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was unintentional, but it was still really, really terrible. Yeah, I'm still not convinced that the Colorado Rockies were trying to kill the Cubs. Yeah. Literally kill the Cubs. Yeah. Well, They've been Chris Bryant and make a more run across the – the outfield was left and right, back and forth, running into walls, damn near giving himself whiplash, <laughs> making three amazing catches. That was cool. And 
And then they give, somehow, on the post-game spread, Addison Russell has an allergic reaction to the food that's in the dugout. <laughs> no. I mean, what the hell? Yeah. That's not even mentioning Rizzo getting hit and some dumbass Rockies fan running across the field. Yeah. That was a weird-ass game. That's... I'm glad to be out of Colorado. Yeah, that stadium is uh, some kind of bad news most of the time because it's just so wide, you know, there's so much space because they have to keep the fences out. Otherwise, every hit's going to be a home run because it's almost like playing on Mars because the atmosphere up there is uh, relatively thin. So all the balls are just going to shoot out. There's no friction, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and then because it's so spacious, all those bloops are going to go in. The offensive environment is simply, well, offensive, you know? And it's, it's just a really hard place to play baseball. It is, especially for outfielders. There's so much ground to 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 roam and to take care of, mm-hmm. and I'm grateful the Cubs have two of the best defensive outfielders in baseball, and Hayward and Almora. Yeah. And Hayward didn't even look that great on what was it Sunday? Monday? Sunday. Yeah. Because he lost two balls in the sun. But, but that was a very bad sun. Like you saw the replays. Like you, oh, yeah. you could see the blazing on his. His thing, then you're just like, you know, there's no way Hayward usually looks that bad, and it has to be the oh, sun, no. but you know, no excuses, right? You gotta just kind of play through it. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got to play in the same field, no excuses, got to catch it. Yeah, but with Hayward and Elmore pretty much covering two thirds of the outfield, yeah, I'm very, very confident that nothing will touch the ground. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's it's nice to for these guys to know that you know if if they could throw strikes, right? If if you stop walking every single person and you you just trust your defense, the defense gonna do good things for you, and usually they do. Yeah, and one guy that's really got to start working on that is Darvish. Yeah, I mean, I am in shock at how poor he's been this year. I feel like especially it's just in the co- fifth inning. Yeah, it's just coincidence, right? It has to be because he's a lot better than what we what what we've seen so far. Like you, Darvish has really good stuff. It's just that he doesn't seem to be able to control it very well right now, and that's yeah. He has these yeah. moments to just pop up and just he just loses his focus. Yeah, like the ball the ball call that was called on him. Yeah, completely threw him off. Then he walked the pitcher after pretty much mowing down the lineup left and right. Yeah, that just doesn't make sense. He just has moments and then just completely loses it. Yeah. If not for that Fresh first team. inning, the Cubs might have been able to sweep in Colorado, and that's kind of uh, incredible to think about because they were within one bad inning of sweeping the, the Rockies in Colorado. Yeah. So that that's I, that, in that sense it's kind of upsetting, but uh, you know, like a lot of people have been, rat, you know, uh, ratting on him about his, his mental fitness and whatnot, and I'm just like, well, you know, he's still here, he's still pitching, and he was definitely fit enough to to pitch well against the Cubs when the Cubs were pretty much almost swept out of the NLCS by the Dodgers, and he, he was fine. But uh, unfortunately, like, you know, 
one bad series and then just a bad narrative uh and then people start throwing out the mental illness thing and that's just not cool you know but uh there is yeah. something to be said for sports psychology like you know what are you going to do in these adverse conditions like obviously you're not like literally going to war or anything you're not like you know being asked to jump in front of a an actual bull or you know being fed to sharks or anything but it, it is stressful to know that, hey, there's a guy on base. Hey, you know, I only have this one run lead to protect. Hey, if I give up this hit, then the game is over. You know, those those stresses do, do occur, and I think athletes have a different uh, way to combat and process the stress than we do. But that's why the Cubs have, you know, really good coaches that deal with, like, the mental side of the game because – I don't know. I think it's Yogi Berra who said it right. It's like 90% physical and the other half is mental. Like, obviously, yeah. Yogi couldn't do yeah. math, but, you know, there's, there's hey, something to be. Yo- it's a Yogiism. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a really a big concern for a lot of front offices is, like, how do you keep your athletes mentally fit? Because we know they can play. We've seen them play. We've, we've seen how good they can be. Now how do you help them uh, understand how to get past those little obstacles and figure out how to uh, get the next out and make the next play. Yeah. Cause we've seen how good he is and <laughs> it's just frustrating watching him struggle like this. Yeah. I don't think how it's going to last. Team but, yeah. in baseball be wrong about him. All right. I don't think they're, they're wrong. I think uh, that he can figure it out like eventually and we're hoping that that eventually is like before, you know, July, right? But uh, yeah. a lot of that probably has to do with adverse conditions because, you know, like a couple of games, uh, Jose Quintana had to throw in like, you know, Arctic weather. So did you Darvish. Uh, you Darvish and Jose Quintana had to both throw in Coors. Uh, Hendricks hasn't been as good, sharp with the command as he usually is. And it's like... You, you re- read some articles about like baseball teams no longer pumping the zone as much as they used to because there's so much movement on their stuff that uh, they're trying to trick batters. And that's why there's so many strikeouts now, even though those pitches are going in the dirt or going just outside the zone. And maybe that's like a, a function of just bad luck, you know, like, Maybe these pitches are normally really, really good, but then on that particular moment, the guy just decided not to swing. I, I don't know. And, and right now, this is still like game number 20 for the Cubs out of 162. They have 142 more to go. And, you know, like maybe they'll play fewer than that because they, they won't need to play all 162 uh, uh, once they get to the postseason because I'm that confident. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of game to be left, uh, to, to be played. And it's like it, with 20 games out of the season, you know, that's only an eighth of the season. Like there's not enough sample to, for us to draw any big conclusions. So I'm guessing that over the long run, they'll just be good like we think they are. Yeah. And people need to keep in mind, remember, that his first month here, John Lester was also god-awful. When he first arrived, he had bad start after bad start. And a lot of it has to do with trying to live up to the contract you're getting. And Lester admitted that himself. 
yeah. try to be too perfect. Darvish might be going through the same thing, adding the crappy weather that he's had to deal with, and you've got a perfect recipe for disaster. Yeah. So I'm not ready to throw the towel in on Darvish, even though a lot of people are. No, I mean, they even if they that's what most fans want, that's just impossible. He's making too much money, and he's also, considering how smart the front office is, they know that they could help him adjust. And so, like, let's just see, see what happens next. Like, uh, a lot of them probably have the yips, like, Justin Wilson can't throw a strike most of the time. And, you know, he, we've seen stretches of, like, good Justin Wilson, so maybe that's turned around. Like, Jason Hayward, for two years, just couldn't hit. And now we're seeing good things out of him as well. Uh, Javi Baez is breaking out. Like, you know, guys like uh, Rizzo and Edison Russell aren't getting their, their quick starts. Like, Ian Happ is striking out at just about everything. So it's like, yeah, the Cubs aren't hitting all the cylinders, but what this presupposes is what if they will later on, and now they're just treading water. Uh, so at some point, uh, it's all going to click, you know, Javi Baez is probably having his breakout season. Alvaro Mora is also having a breakout of his own. So it's like, we don't know whether this is legit or whether this is like a one week fluke. Uh, let's just play it out. Well, either way, if it's a one week fluke, I think Almora would hit enough to guarantee, to prove that he deserves starting time yeah. as, like, the everyday center fielder. I mean, with as bad as Hayward's been offensively, if he could play pretty much every day because of his defense, there's no reason in hell El Mora should not be given the same. Yeah, I do agree with that. I, I think uh, I think if you have, like, Schwarber, El Mora, and Hayward in the outfield for most of the game, and then you replace, like, Schwarber with uh, – like say Ian Happ or even Chris Bryant, move them out to the left field. It it's a pretty good outfield already, considering you got yeah. two Gold Glove caliber guys in in the two more difficult parts of the park. Absolutely, but I do think that Amore is going to keep hitting. Maybe not a three ten click, but I think he'll hit close to three hundred. Yeah. He just looks like he has the bat. I guess at some point uh, the Cubs will come back to Wrigley. They're playing the Brewers next, right? Uh, yeah, they'll be back here on Thursday night. Okay, so that's a four-game series then. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, yeah. Okay, so they got uh, the Cubs have to get above three teams. So the Pirates – are no longer leading the division. I don't think that's St. Louis. and St. Louis, no, Milwaukee, Cubs, Pirates, and then for some reason the Reds are still trying to base, play baseball. Yeah. Well, I mean, they are a major league team, so they kind of have to. Like, uh, that That's kind of a loose term at the moment for them. Granted, they beat the Cubs earlier this year. I think they still have – Cubs give them half of their wins, but technically, yes but, my God, they're bad. <laughs> let, let me check the standings real quick because I, I, I feel like our recollection is a little bit off. Like, it, it just seemed for the longest time that 
Pittsburgh was beating up on the bad teams that the Cubs were supposed to at the very beginning. You're, you're right about uh, St. Louis and Milwaukee. They're tied at the top, like virtually tied. The Cubs are now in third place. They're a game and a half behind both St. Louis and Milwaukee. They'll probably be two games behind now because both of them are winning at the moment. But uh, then the Cubs have a chance to take second place all to themselves if they could beat Milwaukee in that four-game series. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just have to hope that St. Louis like gets hit by a meteor or something. It's just been an odd, odd season with baseball. Yeah. I mean, the Dodgers are barely above 500 at the moment, too, and the they've Nats been are on below. the top team. Yeah, the Nats yeah, are below the Nationals 500. are below 500. Yeah. That's a shock. And the Indians were supposed to be a powerhouse, and they're kind of, like, faltering against, like, just the Twins, you know? The Twins are having their issues as well nowadays. Yeah, they're still in first place, but they're not looking as great as they should. Yeah. Like, Boston went nuts, but then Boston got no hit by Oakland, of all all teams. Uh, that that was weird. <laughs> But sometimes that happens. Like the Mets and Phillies are in leading the NL East. Atlanta's doing pretty good. So, like in the early part, uh, the would-be cupcakes of the divisions aren't so much cupcakes. And that's just the randomness of baseball for you. Yeah. I mean, early on in the season, the cupcakes still think they have a, they have a chance, even though realistically they don't. So they're going to be playing their asses off early on, probably surprising a bunch of teams. Yeah. But it's not until they realize that, yeah, we're the crap team to the division, that they start just going through the motions, which is pretty much what the Reds been doing all season. Yeah. All so, so let's go, go with something to do with the schedule. You know that there's 162 games, which obviously is why we're so confident most of the time. Just like, yeah, it's been 20 games. There are 142 more to go, so they'll probably be fine. But what happens if they actually do what Anthony Rizzo had suggested and they cut it down to like 140 or something? So now that changes a lot, right? Like, I, I don't intend to say that this is going to ever happen because, you know, owners like money, and more yeah. games means more money. So it, And if they keep adding teams, they can't realistically cut down the amount of games too much. Yeah, because then it will, won't be, like, as division heavy. And you know that uh, of the 162 games, 76 are in division, so like more than half of the games are already out of the division. And if you have 32 teams instead of the 30 now, uh, you're going to cut down an interleague. You're probably going to eventually find a DH in both leagues. And you're also going to like, I I don't actually know. Like, I feel like they, they would make it more division heavy to pre- reduce the amount of travel that teams need to go on, because that's one of the biggest complaints of players is how much travel they have to use. So they'll probably realign the divisions so that they're more geographically, you know, feasible. Yeah. There was, um, there's been a few articles over the years speculating. Four divisions per league, four teams each have the kind of copy what they do in football. The north, south, east, and west. 
two wild cards at, mm-hmm. along with the four division winners type of thing? Uh, uh, something like that. Yeah. Would you ever give the uh, top teams in each league like a buy like they do with football? Oh, no, no, not at all, no. So you just I mean, try to do like a actual um, – like this is a wild card round, field. and then uh, the wild card get, play. I'd get kind of. I'd get, but I'd get rid of the one game playoff. Yeah, make it a three game playoff as at least, right? Yeah, because you can't have a team sitting around not playing for a week. And it's not a not a baseball team yeah. waiting to find out their challengers. Right. So that that's a question to pose to you because uh, the reason why they're asking to shorten the season is because part of it is uh, the players wanted more days off in the season, and that's why it had to start so early. But then if you start early, you're getting the crappy weather, particularly in the Midwest and the Northeast. It's horrible. Yeah, and and then you're going to get game postponements anyway. So it's like, okay, now if you want to also include – an extra round of playoffs that includes a three round uh, wild card round uh, or a three game wild card round. Uh, that means now you're pushing the season even further back or even for uh, earlier. And that, doesn't, or, yeah. Or what you could do if you have four divisions completely knock out the, the two wild cards. Cause you have four, you have four playoff teams in each league. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically the end result if we take out the one-game playoff right now. Go back to where it was one wild card. You have basically the top seed and the lowest seed playing, and then the two middle seeds playing. Mm-hmm. Four divisions knock out the wild, the wild cards. Only division winners make it. Pretty much the same thing. You get rid of the whole dumbass rule about the playing game, which is rough as it is, but you still have, you don't have to completely screw up the postseason picture. Yeah. Or add more days to already cold baseball months of October and November. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, so if you want to start the season after April 1st and end it before Halloween, like, you either have to sacrifice off days, you have to schedule more double headers, which... Go back I, to what it was back in, like, I think the 60s and 70s. Uh-huh. Make it double header Sundays. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Cause, uh, oh, yeah. Or do it on Saturday, because Sunday is technically a school night, so you want to yeah. get, get all the day Saturday. games done it. There's a lot of cool give, ideas. Give more days off. Yeah. No, I think uh, it would work. I think part of the reason why they don't want to do a double headers is because they want the extra gate receipts. But make it that, a, make it a split double header. Yeah, if they do a split seven double o'clock header. morning game, yeah, and a seven o'clock night game, easy. But, but if they do a split double header, then they have to clear out the stadium, clean it up, and then let the new guys back in, and that's like extra money that they don't want to spend it's kind of weird like i don't i don't purport to be like a businessman or anything but i can imagine like owners balking at that because they're just like you know i don't want to pay this guy overtime and i don't want to have to track like who's working the first game and who's okay game and stuff like that easy solution then Mm -hmm. make a straight double header 
a traditional double header, like 10, 15 minutes between. Yeah. Double, double the prices, prices for that day. Hmm. Or if it's normally a $25 ticket, hey, guess what? It's a $50 ticket. Yeah. But then that, that way, the owners don't lose money. Mm-hmm. Fans will still probably show up two games for the price of one. I probably would do that. And then, you know, the, the fans would obviously get hungry and, you know, want to buy, and buy more a lot stuff. more food. Yeah. But it's so exorbitant these days. Like, you, you, even you know, right? Like, uh, the amount that you have to plow on, on season tickets is kind of, kind of hefty. So, like, for, yeah. for little peasants like me, I, I can't, like, I, the only game I can afford to go to is the one that I'm going with you in July. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah. it kind of, Hard, yeah. I, I think uh, part of the reason why uh, people think that baseball is dying isn't so much because it's boring; it's because it's starting to get so expensive. And it's it's the same with a lot of other sporting events. Like it's just so expensive to take your family these days. And of course, it's like, well, sports aren't an essential. You know, you're not going to die if you don't have sports. But it's kind of one of those things that's nice to have. You know, every now and then. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. a lot of kids and their families and whatnot, they're, they're being priced out. And I, I feel like I'm being priced out. Yeah, speaking of which, I know it's a school night, but I have tickets for Thursday night that I cannot use. <laughs> uh, which, which Thursday night? This Thursday night? This Thursday. Oh, the, so this Thursday is Infinity War, man. I totally do it, but I, I want to watch that movie, man. <laughs> Put it off till Friday, man. No, no, we already got tickets for Thursday. Uh, ah, but bummer. you know, this this is kind of funny because uh, the wife was like, you know, we usually watch the Flash on Tuesday nights, but let's watch this Cubs game, man. I I think she made a good decision because we had a lot of fun watching the Cubs beat up on the Indians. So oh, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, you know, the the one in July, Javi Baez bobblehead night. I I think. That that will be exciting. It'll be fun to hang out again, and uh, hopefully uh, we get there in time to just stand in line and and get the first bobblehead. Hope so. Yeah. So I I guess we'll do our usual thing. Like uh, I could I could probably get there super early because it's not a school night. Obviously, it's in the summer, and then I'll just wait for you. Yeah, I'll probably get there sometime around 3.30-ish, 4-ish. Really? Okay, so you'd probably just take that, like, afternoon off or something? Oh, I get out at, like, 2.15. I could probably work at it where I could get out even earlier. My boss loves me. Okay. She she bends over backwards for me to get out early, so if oh. need be, I could even get out even earlier. Oh, in that case, like, you know, we, we could make a, a day of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah I, I have not been to... Wrigleyville since I guess last year, so I haven't been able to see new construction. Haven't seen a new hotel. I imagine they're opening like a new McDonald's inside the hotel, and maybe mm-hmm. there there's a building across from Addison uh, on Addison that I haven't actually seen yet. Like I see it all the time on the Wrigley Aerials page, but other than that, like you know, I haven't actually been there. So I'd like to be able to walk around and check it out again. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun to get back to. Yeah. Get back to Wrigleyville. 
I've been avoiding it, mm-hmm. but yeah. When is tentatively your first uh, home game then? Tentatively, I think May eighth. Okay, who's playing then? I been, let me let me check real quick. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> tentatively know... speaking, my first game is May eighth. The Brewers. Again? Yeah, they played them like a bunch uh, over the, of the course of the season, I know, but it seems like they're punching yeah, the game. The up. Rockies, they're playing the, Ro- yeah, they're playing the Brewers Thursday, uh-huh. April 26th. They circle around. They play the Rockies on the 30th. Mm-hmm. Then the the Rockies come back May 1st. My schedule is out. No, because May May first is obviously the day after mm-hmm. April thirtieth. Like my yeah. my 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 brain. My my work brain there. is dead. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And then the Brewers come back um, May eighth. Okay, so or if maybe it's... May seventh is a since it's a Monday. Yeah. Yeah, if... my first game is tentatively May eighth. So May eighth would be a, a Tuesday night. Tuesday night, and you would be against the Brewers. That's fun. What kind of Fun things. No, wait. May eighth is uh, Miami, according to this. Really? Yeah. So if I'm looking at this right, we are talking then I'm, about. Then I've got my schedule completely wrong. Like if you went on that Monday night, you would get like some KW rooftop flag or whatever that is for a promotion. But Tuesday apparently has no promotion. Yeah. My goodness, I've got my schedule all messed up. Are you going to any of the Sox games that weekend? No, I sold those games a while ago. Well, those were the very first games I tried to sell. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I know that the 14th is the Jackie Robinson Day makeup game against the Braves before they actually have to fly back out to Atlanta to play the Braves the rest of the way. So that's yeah, kind it of is annoying. Marlins May 8th. Okay, well, hopefully the Cubs can actually beat the Marlins this time around. That would be nice. Yeah, so Javi Baez bobblehead night is July 23rd. That's a Monday night, so that should be Marvelous. Cool. Yeah, and uh, that's that's the weekend after they, or the day after their weekend series against St. Louis. And that's goofy. Like, uh, this is right after the All-Star break, so they play a five-game series against uh, St. Louis at home because they have to make up that postponement from uh, earlier this month. Yeah. Yes, and you know the last time uh, the Cubs had like a four or five game series against division rival, I think they swept them all, and that was 2008. But, but I think that Again, was against Milwaukee, right? I think so. Yeah. See, we we would be terrible at trivia because we can't remember all these mundane details. But uh, no, we probably were would be able to. If it wasn't late at night. Yeah, yeah. And how sad is that? Nine o'clock is late at night. Well, like. Uh, My it, God, I'm getting old. It's just the nature of the job, man. Like uh, I know you get up super early. I do too, because apparently you can't go to school unless it's super early. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Start school at noon. Maybe the kids will pay more attention. I think so, anyway. Like, if they got the, the chance to sleep in. But, uh, you know, early to rise and early to bed and all that jazz. How long is the school day nowadays, anyway? Uh, 
Well, we start around 7.45, and that means I get to school no later than about 6.45 most days. And then uh, they are out at about 3.20. So what is that, like seven hours and change, seven and a half hours. And then obviously, yeah. like teachers don't just work between – you know, the start of school and the end of school, we work more. And Oh, yeah. yeah. You work all night long, all day long, all year long. All weekend long. the summer. Yep, it's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> you guys deserve a lot more money than what you get paid. Yep. I mean, it's a year-round job. You get paid for, for what, six months? Of the... Well, most teachers in CPS, I think, get an 11-month pay scale. We get paid all year-round, so it's 12 months, but... Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty not, much paying you for eight months, nine months, but spreading out it out throughout the entire year. Yeah, and that's just bogus, man. Well, I I, I guess uh, you, you could say that. Like, uh, I make enough to get by, but uh, honestly, I I would not mind having a little bit more money to so that you know you could send the kid to college and maybe go to a few extra baseball games every year. Of course. Yeah. So, let's see. Uh, that's tomorrow. I believe They're John rocking. Lester. John Lester gets to pitch again. So, yeah. So we could talk Hopefully about. Hopefully, the Cubs can keep their winning streak against yeah. the Indians going. Yeah. Four I straight, think, progressive. I think John Lester pitched pretty well the last time, so hopefully he pitches well again this time, uh, especially, you know, you don't have to bat. Maybe Kate, Chris Bryant can DH instead of Schorber uh, so he doesn't have to come back, like, all the way right away after he got beamed. Uh We'll, we'll see what ha- they decide, but usually I, I feel like Joe Madden makes pretty good decisions, even if he gets a lot of lip from the fans. Yeah, I'm I love Joe Madden. People may not like him, but he's got one of the best minds in baseball. And he does what pretty much no other manager in baseball does, and that's use the bunt. Yeah. I was talking with Joe Sheehan earlier today about the bunt. He's saying the bunting is pretty much vanished. And I pretty much told him, yeah, Madden does it all the time. Yeah. And he's, he agrees without looking into it that Madden – does it far more than anybody else in baseball. Yeah, but you got to do it strategically, right? You don't just bunt a guy over to second base just, you know, to show the bunt. You you have guys doing it in specific situations where they don't expect it. And that's why Cubs bunts are so exciting because, like, like when Almora did it today, you know, with the safety squeeze, it, I, I don't think they were quite ready for it. And so, but, yeah. See, that's the thing, though. Even when they are expecting it, they're able to pull it off. I think they they practiced pretty well, and I made a joke that you know because Dale Schwaim uh, had that bunting the, tournament. Yeah, so it, it seemed like a, a pretty good stupid idea at the time, but maybe it, it stuck with them. And you know, if you can if you can bunt well, like in specific situations, it could be a really powerful weapon for you, even if yeah. you make an out. And Joe Sheehan's response to me. When I brought up that people don't know how to bunt anymore, his response was that or it's just really hard to bunt against major league pitching. And the Cubs are showing that it's not really hard to do if you practice at it. 
Yeah. So I'm, uh, no offense to Mr. Joe Sheehan, bunting is a lost art. Yeah. If you work at it, you can be very successful at it. And the Cubs are showing that every time out. Yeah. You know, it's kind of weird sometimes because uh, people – you square around, right? Like you see the people square around and you're like, well, why don't you just throw a strike because they're giving you an out? But uh, maybe you don't want to give them that out because you'd never know what's going to happen next, right? But mm-hmm. uh, it, it is hard because you you don't know if they're going to just fire a straight fastball at you. You don't know if they're going to throw a hook at you. You, you just don't know. And so – it's hard to, even if you are putting the barrel of the bat out in front of you, to make sure that you don't pop the ball in the air or punt it foul because, you know, obviously that's dead ball and you're struck out, you know. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, he's right. It is hard to, to bunt the major league pitch, but all yeah. the same. Yeah, the Cubs seem to be pretty at good at it. Yeah. <laughs> He's really damn good at it. And John Lester might be the best bunter in baseball. Yeah, it did it. Him and Javi. This year. Uh, Javi, I don't think, is that good of a Javi, bunter. Javi's good, but he's not great. Yeah. Lester's great. Yeah. So, you, you ever see, like, you know, to beat the shift, Schwarber and Rizzo have had a couple of beauty bunts uh, so that they – it just hugs the line and there's nothing they can do. I feel like if they just kept running, they could probably get a double. Like if they push it that far down the line, it's, it is a, essentially goes down the book as a line drive double. (laughs) Those are beautiful. Yeah. I I would, I would like to see them try that someday, but uh, then it kind of takes them out of their game where they're trying to put it over the wall. And that's fun too. Yeah. But I, I feel like the best baseball, you, you you can't really discount a good home run, but I feel like the best baseball is the, the kind that's done between the lines and within the confines of the ballpark. You want to see them run. You want to see what the defense does. You want to see a really fast guy try to beat the throw to the base when they try to take that extra base. Mm-hmm. I love the long ball, but small ball is very exciting. Yeah. So we, we'd like to see more of that, I think. And uh, at this time, it appears that Kansas City is attempting to uh, come back against Milwaukee. St. Louis and the Mets are tied, so go Mets. Go everybody in the NL Central that is the Cubs, right? So go Cubs. Boo everybody else. Go Cubs else. indeed. Boo everybody else in the division. There we go. That's what I meant to say. All right. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I think with that, we, we will figure out who where, where the standings are uh, sometime afterwards. Uh, the next time we, we talk, hopefully there will be much better weather, uh, better weather uh, to speak of. There will be much better baseball because hopefully it will be much more consistent. And then we'll have more storylines to talk about because hopefully, like, everybody's batting, like, 500 and hitting, like, thousands of home runs. Yeah. That's what we'll hope for because we are internally hopeful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, tell them about our Twitter, sir. Man, you can find us on the Twitters. 
the official World Series Dreaming at WSDreaming underscore Cubs. You'll see me just talking about whatever on there. Yeah. But, yeah, check us out. Yeah. Send us a message. Tell us I suck. Retweet us. Share us. Give us some love. Yeah, we we would like some more play on the Twitter because I think that's uh, probably a better platform. The wife did suggest that we set up an Instagram, but I am going to claim hashtag old and try to avoid that for now. But a lot of Cubs players are on Instagram. A lot of people are on Instagram, and we that might be something that we have to eventually think about. So look out for that if I ever get my act together. <laughs> But for the time yeah. being, we are still on Facebook. You can find us there, although, you know, Facebook has been in trouble a lot lately, so we do rely a lot more on word of mouth than on Facebook or uh, Twitter, although, you know, again, we need need those social media platforms to kind of get by so that you guys can see what we put out when we do have time to put something out. Uh, I hope so. Yeah. And then we have our website, worldseriesdreaming.com. Uh, you can email us, uh, you know, suggestions okay. and whatnot. At worldseriesdreaming at gmail.com. Yeah. And, of course, rate us on iTunes, share our podcasts, email us again, tell us we suck, we love suggestions. Uh, I've figured out that I was pretty bad at doing this by myself unless I had a script. So, you know, every now and then if Ben's not available, uh, just tell us, hey, I would like to banter and I would totally love to have a guest on. But, uh, you know, it's basically our little hobby and we appreciate everybody who listens. We'd like to thank Rich Deanna for his theme song and Randall Sanders for giving us the final out call from game seven of the world series, which the Cubs won by the way in Cleveland, no less. Absolutely. Fantastic. One of the best nights of my life. Yeah. Uh, I one remember, of. I I'll remember if I say the best. No, no, it's just one of, yeah. But anyway, Thank you again for listening. Uh, any last words, sir? Um, no, that's about does it for tonight. Go Cubs, beat the Indians again, and start playing consistently. That's all. Yep, more consistency. I, I think they, they can do it, man. I hope so. Yep, World Series 2018. You, you heard it here first, maybe. All right. <laughs> Go Cubs. Go Cubs. It was more than just a game.